to Awareness, The Key to Living in Balance by Osho. Published in 2007 and weighing 212 pages. Underline all meditation techniques, including martial arts, and in fact, underline all great athletic performances, is a quality of being awake and present to the moment. A quality that Osho calls awareness. Once we can identify and understand what this quality of awareness is, we have the key to self-mastery in virtually every area of our lives. Awareness, Ames Osho, is the key to being self-directed, centered, and free in every aspect of our lives. In this book, Osho teaches how to live life more attentively, mindfully, and meditatively with love, caring, and consciousness. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the summary of awareness. One of the most important things to be understood about man is that man is asleep. Even while he thinks he is awake, he's not. His wakefulness is very fragile. His wakefulness is so tiny, it doesn't matter at all. His wakefulness is only a beautiful name, but utterly empty. You are dreaming sometimes with open eyes and sometimes with closed eyes, but you are dreaming. You are a dream. You are not yet a reality. Be awake. Wakefulness is the goal and wakefulness is the taste of all their teachings. You do things according to your own state of mind. What is the point of talking about God to people who are asleep? Silence is the answer. Silence is the space in which one awakens, and the noisy mind is the space in which one remains asleep. It does not come from the outside. It arises in you. It grows in you. Otherwise, remember, you are asleep. Wakefulness is the way to life. We function like robots. We are not men, yet we are machines. If you watch yourself, you will know how mechanically you behave. Joke. A man asked a rabbi, Why didn't Jesus choose to be born in the 20th century America? The rabbi shrugged his shoulders and said, In America, it would have been impossible. Where can you find a virgin firstly? And second, where will you find three wise men? The normal humanity is utterly asleep. Even animals are not so asleep. If you become a mind, you lose consciousness. Mind means sleep. Mind means noise. Mind means mechanicalness. If you become a mind, you lose consciousness. If you become a mind, you lose consciousness. It is knowledge that keeps you asleep. Hence, the more knowledgeable a person is, the more asleep. Innocent villagers are far more alert and awake than the professors in the universities and the pundits in the temples. The pundits are nothing but parrots. The academics in the universities are full of absolutely meaningful noise, just minds and no consciousness. When you work with nature, nature is alert. Man seems to be the most asleep. Wakefulness is the way to life. You are alive if you are awake. Become more wakeful and you'll become more alive. Man has a great unconsciousness hidden in him. The conscious mind is only one-tenth, and the unconscious mind is nine times bigger than the conscious. Behind the individual unconsciousness, there is a collective unconsciousness. The unconscious mind, a very fragile thing, a very small part of your being. Behind the consciousness is the subconscious mind. Vague, you can hear it whispering, but you cannot figure it out. It is always there behind the consciousness, pulling its strings. Third is the unconscious mind, which you come across only in dreams and when you take drugs. Then the collective unconscious mind. You come across it only when you go into a deep inquiry into your unconscious mind and 
then you come across the collective unconsciousness. And if you go still further, deeper, you will come to the cosmic unconscious. The cosmic unconscious is nature. You are just living in a small corner of your being, the tiny conscious mind. It is as if somebody has a palace and has completely forgotten about the palace and has started living on the porch and thinks this is all. Man's ego never wants to accept there is anything higher than him. The fool asleeps as if he was already dead, but the master is awake and he lives forever. Awareness is internal. It knows no death. Only awareness dies. Become absolutely alert. Become absolutely alert. Truth is always simple and always beautiful. Worlds within worlds, infinite worlds. He watches, he is clear. The only thing that has to be learned is watchfulness. Watch. Watch every act that you do. Watch every thought that passes in your mind. Watch every desire that takes possession of you. Watch even small gestures. Walking, talking, eating, taking a bath. Go on watching everything. Let everything become an opportunity to watch. Never repent for the past. Live in the moment. Habits die hard. And when one is clear, one is blissful. When one is clear, one is blissful. Confusion is the root cause of misery, and it is clarity that is the foundation of blissfulness. Transformation happens only when you put your total energy into it. Upward is synonymous with inward, and downward is synonymous with outward. Consciousness goes inward, unconsciousness goes outward. Unconsciousness makes you interested in others, things, people, but it is always the other. Unconsciousness keeps you completely in darkness. Your eyes go on being focused on others. It creates a kind of exteriority. It makes you extroverts. Consciousness creates interiority. It makes you introverts. It takes you inward deeper and deeper. Misery is a state of unconsciousness. Misery is a state of unconsciousness. We are continuously contradicting ourselves each moment. Action goes in one direction. Thinking goes in another. Feeling is somewhere else. We go on falling apart. We become more and more fragmented. That's what misery is. We lose integration. We lose unity. You have to become aware of your body and what you are doing with it. The first step in awareness is to be watchful of your body. And as you become aware, a miracle starts happening. Many things that you used to do before simply disappear. And when your body and your mind are at peace, you will see that you are attuned to each other. The body knows pleasure. The mind knows happiness. The heart knows joys. The fourth knows bliss. Bliss is the goal, and awareness is the path towards it. The original word sin means to miss. The original word sin means to miss. If you are alert, many things simply drop. You need not drop them. In awareness, certain things are not possible. In awareness, certain things are not possible. You cannot fall in love if you are aware then falling in love is a sin. You can love, but it will not be like a fall. It will be like a rise. Love should give freedom. Love is freedom. Love will make the beloved more and more free. Love will give wings, and love will open the vast closure. Priests have done so well because they have converted freedom into imprisonments. They've converted truth into dogmas. They've converted everything from the plane of awareness to the plane of sleep. The quality of love comes only when there is awareness. The mind is always either in the past or in the future. It cannot be in the present, 
It is absolutely impossible for the mind to be in the present. When you are in the present, the mind is there no more. Because mind means thinking. Mind means thinking. How can you think in the present? You can think about the past. It has already become part of the memory. The mind can work it out. You can think about the future. It is not yet there. The mind can dream about it. Mind can do two things. Either it can move in the past. There is space enough to move. The vast space of the past. You can go on and on and on. And the mind can move into the future. Again, vast space. No end to it. You can imagine and imagine and dream. But how can the mind function in the present? It has no space for the mind to make any movement. You can be in the present, but you cannot think. For thinking, space is needed. Thoughts need space. They are just like things. Remember it, thoughts are subtle things. They are material. The dimension of the spiritual starts only when there are no thoughts. Thoughts are material things. Very subtle, and every material thing needs space. If you don't think, where is a duality? Dreaming is nothing but thinking in pictures. Dreaming is nothing but thinking in pictures. When you are in the present without thinking, you are for the first time spiritual. A new dimension opens. That dimension is awareness. Awareness means to be in the present moment so totally that there is no movement towards the past, no movements towards the future, all movement stops. The whole world moves. Existence moves. Into eternity. Mind moves in time. Be in the moment. Bring your total being into the moment. Don't allow the past to interfere and don't allow the future to come in. The past is no more. It is dead. Tomorrow never comes. Time is the world and eternity is God. Horizontal is the world. Vertical is God. From here and now, you can go on two journeys. One journey in the world, in the future, and the other journey into God, into depth. This world that you see around you is not the real world. Not that it doesn't exist. It exists. But you are seeing it through a screen of sleep. An unconsciousness is in between you. You look at it. You interpret it in your own way. Now, everywhere you are taught logic, not mystery. This is the sleep being absent, being not present to the present moment, being somewhere else. Eyes are just windows. They can't see through them. How can a window see? You have to stand at the window, only then can you see. Act, speak with full awareness, and then you will find a tremendous change in you. The very fact that you are aware changes your acts. In awareness, jealousy never arises. In awareness, many things simply disappear. All the things that are negative. Acts don't mean anything. Acts do not matter. You, your awareness, you being conscious, mindful, is what matters. What you do is not the concern. What you do is not the concern. Once you have known awareness, nothing is worth it. The waking have one world in common. Sleepers have each a private world of his own. Dreams are private, absolutely private. No one can enter into your dream. You cannot share a dream with your beloved. You have your own world. If you are asleep, you live enclosed in your own thoughts, concepts, dreams, desires. Whenever you meet another, two worlds clash, worlds in collision. This is what the situation is. Watch. Truth cannot be private. Remember, it must belong to the world of dreams. Truth is an open sky. It is for all. It is one. Mind has a private world, but consciousness has no private worlds.
Your world has to be dropped. That is the only renunciation. Your world has to be dropped. The real world that has to be renounced is the mind, the private dreaming world. How can you escape yourself? Wherever you go, you will be with yourself. Drop dreaming. Become more alert. Drop dreaming. Become more alert. Suddenly dreams disappear, and with the dreams, all miseries disappear. When you are awake, you see death all around. Maybe that's why you don't want to see. Maybe that's why you dream and create a cloud of dreams around you, so that you are not required to face the fact of death. But remember, a man becomes religious only when he encounters death never before. Suddenly you become aware that death is life. The deeper you move into death, the deeper you move into life because, Heraclitus says, the opposite meet and mingle, they are one. If you are trying to escape from death, remember you will be escaping from life also. That's why you look so dead. This is the paradox. Escape death and you remain dead. Face encounter death and you become alive. Die to time so that you're resurrected into eternity. Die to mind so you become alive in consciousness. Die to thinking so that you are born into awareness. Whatever we see when awake is death. That's why we live in dreams, sleeps, tranquilizers, narcotics, intoxicants, in order not to face the fact. But the fact has to be faced. If you face it, the fact becomes the truth. If you escape, you live in lies. If you face the fact, the fact becomes the door for the truth. The fact is death. That has to be faced. And the truth will be life, eternal life, life in abundance, life that never ends. Constantly, wherever you are, remember yourself. This constant remembering of the self creates a subtle energy, a very subtle energy in you. You begin to be a crystallized being. Awareness is what makes you a master. Awareness is what makes you a master. And when I say master, I do not mean a controller. When I say master, I mean be a presence, a continuous presence. This simple feeling of oneself, that one is, creates a center, a center of stillness, a center of silence, a center of when I say an inner power, I mean it literally. That is why the Buddhas talk about the fire of awareness. It is a fire. If you begin to be aware, you begin to feel a new energy in you, a new fire, a new life. And because of this new life, new power, new energy, many things that were dominating you just dissolve. You don't have to fight with them. Ego is a false sense of self. It is difficult to be aware even for a single moment. The mind is constantly flickering, but it is not impossible. It is arduous. It is difficult, but it is not impossible. The more unconscious you are, the further away you are from yourself. The more conscious, the nearer you reach to yourself. Awareness is a technique for centering oneself, for achieving the inner fire. Be aware. Bring awareness to your life. When you think of going into the past, at the most you go into the memory of it. It is not the real past. It is just the memory. The past is no more, so you cannot reform it. The second impossible idea that has always dominated the human mind is to establish the future, which again cannot be done. Future means that which is not yet. Future means that which is not yet. You cannot establish it. Future remains unestablished. Future remains open. Don't waste your present moment trying to make the future certain. The future is uncertainty, and that is the very quality of the future. And don't waste your time looking back. The past has happened. It is a dead phenomenon. Future is pure potentiality. Future 
is pure potentiality. Unless it happens, you cannot be certain about it. Past is pure actuality. It has happened. Now, nothing can be done about it. Between these two, man stands in the present, always thinking of the impossibles. You can only destroy the present moment, which is the only moment available, real. No problem is serious. No problem is serious. The moment you say no problem is serious, the problem is almost 99% dead. The past and its conditioning do exist, but they exist either in the body or in the brain. They don't exist in your consciousness because the consciousness cannot be conditioned. Consciousness remains free. Freedom is its innermost quality. Freedom is its nature. The whole Eastern mythology can be reduced to one word, witnessing. And the whole Western mythology can be reduced to one thing, analyzing. Analyzing, you go round and round, witnessing, you simply get out of the circle. Analysis will always remain half, so analysis never helps anybody really. It cannot help. Witnessing will not change your conditioning. Witnessing will not change your body musculature, but witnessing will give you an experience that you are beyond all musculature, all conditioning. In that moment of beyondness, no problem exists, not for you. Witnessing is the technique for centering. Understand clearly the distinction between reaction and action. Thinking is judgment. The moment you think, you have begun to judge. Thinking is evaluation. You cannot think without evaluation. Thinking is categorizing. The moment you have categorized a thing, labeled it, named it, you have thought about it. Thinking is impossible if you are not going to judge. If you are not going to judge, then you can just remain aware, but you cannot think. You have judged it according to your past. Mine means your past. Mine means your past, your memories, the past. That's why thinking can never lead you to the truth, because truth is virgin, and it has to be faced in its total virginity. The moment you bring your past in, you are destroying it. Thinking means bringing your past to the present. Witnessing means no past. Witnessing means no past, the present, no bringing in of the past. What is thinking? It is the bringing of the mind into the present. You have missed the present then. You have missed it totally. The moment the past penetrates into the present, you have missed it. Thinking is dead. Witnessing is alive. The more thoughts you have, the greater the ego you have. Language is needed to communicate with others. It is not needed to communicate with oneself. It is a useful instrument, rather the most useful instrument. Man could create a society, a world, only because of language. But because of language, man has forgotten himself. The mind cannot do two things simultaneously, thinking and witnessing. Witnessing is a passive awareness, no action inside. Awareness itself is not an action. Awareness itself is not an action. Body and mind are not two separate entities. Body-mind is a single system. So when the mind becomes tense, the body becomes tense. So there are two kinds of tension, the body tensions and the mind tensions. But both have to be released before you can start relaxation, which will bring you to awareness. From unawareness to awareness is the greatest quantum leap. From unawareness to awareness is the greatest quantum leap. Mind is not a thing, but an event. A thing has substance in it. An event is just a process. The mind is just a process. In fact, mind doesn't exist. Only thoughts Thoughts moving so fast that you think and feel that something exists there in continuity. One thought comes, another thought comes, another, and they go on. 
The gap is so small, you cannot see the interval between one thought and another. So two thoughts become joined, they become a continuity, and because of that continuity, you think there is a mind. Thoughts are like clouds, they come and go, and you are the sky. Mind is nothing but the absence of your presence. Have you ever noticed that not even a single thought has arisen out of you? Not a single thought has come through your being. They always come from the outside. They don't belong to you. Rootless, homeless, they hover. The whole of the science of meditation is nothing but centering, moving towards the center, getting rooted there, abiding there. And from there, the whole perspective changes. Centering in consciousness is the mastery of the mind. Centering in consciousness is the mastery of the mind. The stronger person absorbs everything, and he is richer for it. Awareness is your being. Consciousness is your being. Thinking cannot be stopped. Mind is one of the most beautiful mechanisms. Science has not yet been able to create anything parallel to the mind. Mind still remains the masterpiece. So complicated, so tremendously powerful, with so many potentialities. Watch it. Enjoy it. Look at the delicacy and the injurability of the mind. So delicate. Tremendous is the capacity of the mind and in such a small space. Mind is making almost no noise. It goes on working silently. The more you know, the more you understand. The more you know, the more you understand. When you die, everything in your body is ready to die except the mind. The separation comes from the mind. The modern mind is in much hurry. Meditation is not an effort against the mind, it is a way of understanding the mind. It is a loving way of witnessing the mind, but of course, one has to be patient. Bodies are separate, minds overlapping, and souls are one. I don't have a different soul, and you don't have a different soul. At the very center of existence, we meet and are one. That's what God is, is the meeting point of all. Mind is a bridge, a bridge between the body and and the soul between the world and God. Don't try to destroy it. I'm not in favor of stopping the mind. I am in favor of watching it. It stops on its own accord, and then it is beautiful. Miracles happen of their own accord. There is no need to pull and push. How to stop thinking? I just say watch, be alert, and drop this idea of stopping. Otherwise, it will stop the natural idea of stopping. Who are you to stop? It is just fiction. You are seen and in a movie. No mind is not against mine. No mind is beyond mine. No mind does not come by killing and destroying the mind. No mind comes when you have understood the mind so totally that thinking is no longer needed. Your understanding has replaced it. Even if immoral thoughts, the so-called immoral thoughts, pass through your mind, let them pass. Nothing is wrong. You remain detached. No harm is being done. It is just fiction. You are seen and in a movie. The present is not really time for the ordinary consciousness. For the ordinary consciousness, the past is real time. The present, just a passage from the past to the future. Just a momentary passage. The past is real and the future also, but the present is unreal for the ordinary consciousness. For a Buddha consciousness, for an awakened being, only the present is existential. Only when one waked up is the present real, and the past and future become unreal. Why is this so? Why do you live in the past? Because mind is nothing but an accumulation of the past. 
Mind is memory. All that you have done, all that you have dreamed, all that you have wanted to do and could not do, all that you have imagined in the past is your mind. Mind is a dead entity. If you look through the mind, you will never find the present because the present is life and life can never be approached through a dead medium. Mind is dead. The mind cannot think of the unknown. The mind cannot think of the unknown. The mind can only project the known, that which you know. Whatsoever you do in the future will be nothing but a continuation of the past. You can change a little, a patch here, a patch there, but the main part will remain just the same. Every action is self-perpetuating. Every thought is self-perpetuating. Once you cooperate with it, you are giving energy to it. Sooner or later, it will become habitual. You will do it and you will not be the doer. You will do it just because of the force of habit. Habit finally becomes first nature, and nature becomes secondary. You live through the habit. That means that the habit lives basically through you. The habit itself persists. It has an energy of its own. Habit will become the master, and you will be just a servant, a shadow. Habits force you to do certain things. You are a victim. Thoughts is also subtle action in the mind. You feel good, you feel bad, and these feelings are bubbling from your own unconsciousness, from your own past. Nobody is responsible except you. Nobody can make you angry, and nobody can make you happy. The basic change is needed there inside you. If you go on throwing responsibility on the other, remember that you always remain a slave because nobody can change the other. How can you change the other? Has anybody ever changed the other? You need space. The past is so much inside, a junkyard of dead things. There is no space for the present to enter. That junkyard goes on dreaming about the future, so half the place is filled with which is no more, and half the place is filled with that which is not yet and the present. It is simply the door. Be total in your acts, and if you are total, you have to be aware. Nobody can be total without being aware. But anger happens first, and then the body follows. It is only out of silence that action arises. If you are not silent, if you don't know how to sit silently or stand silently in deep meditation, whatsoever you go on doing is reaction, not action. When somebody insults you, you have to become a receiver. You have to accept what he says. Only then can you react. But if you don't accept, if you simply remain detached, if you keep the distance, if you remain cool, what can he do? I don't take your insults, and unless I take them, they are meaningless. The man of awareness, understanding, acts. The man who is aware, unconscious, mechanical, robot-like, reacts. Intelligence becomes sharpened only when you act. Intelligence becomes sharpened only when you act. Watching should lead you into action, a new kind of action, a new quality is brought to action. You watch, you are utterly quiet and silent. You see what the situation is, and out of that scene, you respond. The man of awareness responds. He is responsible, literally. He is responsive. He does not react. The real man of understanding acts, acts tremendously, acts totally, but he acts in the moment, out of his consciousness. Life is never static. It goes on changing. A picture is static, it remains as it is, it never changes. Learn sitting silently, become a mirror. Silence makes you a mirror out of your consciousness, and then you function moment to moment. 
The knowledgeable man is the most blind man in the world because he functions out of his knowledge. He does not see what the case is. He simply goes functioning mechanically. He has learned something. It has become a ready-made mechanism in him, and he acts out of it. Man ordinarily functions out of the past, and life goes on changing. Life has no obligation to fit with your conclusions. Life has no obligation to fit with your conclusions. It is the nature of the mind to be in limbo. It is the nature of the mind to be in the middle of polar opposites. Mind has no certainty about anything, so awareness will take you out of the limbo. Postponing becomes an inner dialogue, an inner monologue. Do not postpone. Live right here and now. And the more you live in the present, the less you will need this constant minding, this constant thinking. Try to be total in every moment. Try to be total in every moment. Put the responsibility on yourself. Be responsible because then something can be won. You can only do something with yourself. You cannot change anyone else in the world. You can only change yourself. Stop trying to be good. The only sin is unawareness, and the only virtue is awareness. My whole message is that you need a consciousness, not a character. Consciousness is the real thing. Character, the false entity. Character is needed by those who don't have consciousness. I would like you to live moment to moment. Be responsive to each moment. The man of character reacts. The man of consciousness reacts. Character is stagnant. It is a dirty pool of water. Consciousness is a river. The moment you start seeing your faults, they will start dropping like dry leaves. Just to be aware of your faults is all that is needed. In that awareness, they start disappearing. They evaporate. One can go on committing a certain error, only if one remains unconscious of it. Hence, all the Buddhas down the ages have been teaching only one thing, awareness. Buddhas teach you consciousness, not conscience. Buddhas teach you consciousness, not conscience. Conscience is a trick played upon you by others. Others are telling you what is right and what is wrong. They are forcing their ideas upon you, and they go on forcing them from your very childhood. Become more alert, more conscious. Just go deeper and deeper into yourself till you find the center of your being. Morality is concerned with the good qualities and bad qualities. The moment you are conscious of your own being, goodness follows you like a shadow. Then there is no need of any effort to be good. Goodness becomes your nature. Just as trees are green, you are good. Awareness is nothing to be cultivated. It is already there. It just has to be awakened. Coming to a point of absolute awareness, there is no question of choice. You simply do whatever is good. You do it innocently, just as your shadow follows you, with no effort. People are watching only others. They never bother to watch themselves. Everybody is watching. That is the most superficial watching. What the other person is doing, what the other person is wearing, how he looks. Awareness grows slowly. Awareness grows slowly, but it grows one just has to be patient. Never forget that you are a watcher. Anything of the mind can never lead you beyond the mind. The transformation has to be inner. This is the real renunciation. The old world is gone because the old being is gone. Watchfulness is the greatest magic that one can learn because it can begin the transformation of your whole being. Desires are of the conscious mind. Needs are of the unconscious. A desire comes out of your thinking, training, and conditioning. 
Fulfill the needs and don't bother about the desires. Fulfill the needs and don't bother about the desires. If you really want to be blissful, fulfill the needs and don't bother about desires. If you want to be miserable, cut the needs and follow the desires. A man who listens to his needs and follows them. Always remember the unconscious is right because it has the wisdom of the ages. The unconscious is a tremendously wise and conscious is tremendously foolish. Has to be so. Because the conscious is just of this life, very small, with no experience. It is childish. The unconscious is eternal wisdom. Listen to it. It is just a mind creation. We don't live in the same world. Everybody live in his own world. There are many worlds as there are minds. If the mind is there, all that happens is dream. And the second realization will be that you are a witness. The dreams is there, but you are not part of it. You are not part of the, your mind. You are a transcendence. You are in the mind, but you are not the mind. You walk through the mind, but you are not the mind. You use the mind, but you are not the mind. Suddenly, you are a witness, no longer a mind. Suddenly, the witness comes in and everything changes. Passive alertness. Loose, natural, relaxed, just looking out of the corner of your eye. Not too active about it, just passive awareness, not too concerned. Bring awareness to each act. There are two planes in you, the plane of the mind and the plane of the no mind. A man of awareness and understanding moves from the periphery to the center, to the periphery. From the marketplace to the monastery, from being extrovert to being introvert. He continuously goes on moving because the two are his wings. They are not against each other. This is the way of a lopsided life. They have again fallen into the same fallacy of on the opposite pole. Relate with others, but relate with yourself also. Love others, but love yourself also. Go out. The world is beautiful, adventurous. It is a challenge. It enriches. Don't lose the opportunity. Wherever the world knocks at your door and calls, you go out Fearlessly, there is nothing to lose. There is everything to gain. But don't get lost. Don't go on and on and get lost. Sometimes come back home. Sometimes forget the world. Those are the moments from meditation. Each day, if you want to become balanced, you should balance the outer and the inner. They should carry the same weight so that inside, you never become lopsided. A man of laughter is also a man of tears. Then a man is balanced. A man of bliss is also a man of silence. A man who is ecstatic is also a man who is centered. They both go together. And out of this togetherness of polarities, a balanced being is born. And that is what the goal is. And that's a wrap on this amazing book of awareness by Osho. Subscribe to our channel for future summaries and check out our website, bestbookbits.com, for the written summary and audio. To buy the book, use our website store where you'll find this book and hundreds more to browse and purchase. Thanks for watching, and I hope you learned a thing or two about awareness. Have yourself an amazing day, and stay tuned for more.